This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Boon. Tax filing season is upon us and all of us have until May 15 to submit our BE forms, those who work for a company, and July 15 for the B form, those who run their own businesses. 2021 has been another whirlwind year and the government, acknowledging the hardships caused by the ongoing pandemic, gave out a slew of goodies in the budget. To recap some of these goodies and what you have to consider before filing your tax returns, I speak to Ang Wena, the Global Employer Services Leader for Deloitte Malaysia. Good morning and welcome to the show, Wena. Now, um, before we get into the goodies and the benefits, uh, I want to ask, what should people know about their tax filing? How can they start, especially for our first-time tax filers out there listening? Right, we will. And I think this is a very good question as in, does everybody need to file tax? I think we should always remember that the moment you have income, this is where you have to start your obligation as a taxpayer. Yeah. So for this season uh, of tax return filing, which uh, would primarily be for the uh, first the employees, yeah. so I would think that it is important that we start on uh, on the correct tax return form. So there are two tax return forms. One is the form EBE. Now, we all have been filing electronically, I presume, and it should be in um, a part of our so-called tax filing ritual already. So the normal employee, um, number one, it will be on the form EBE. Now, there is another form, which is the form M. Now, if you ask me what is the difference between the two forms, it will all depend on whether you are a tax resident or not. Okay. Now, tax resident, the principle will be on the number of days you are in the country, i.e. Malaysia. And the general rule is you are present physically, and at least 482 days in a calendar year. So we went for the past two years of COVID that we didn't get to travel a lot. Definitely, uh, would you agree that we definitely will meet the 182 days? Uh, I would agree. Presence, right? <laughs> exactly. So so it's um, the correct form would then be the form EBE. Yeah. And then by understanding that form and then you start off with the correct one, then whether the tax reliefs can come and you can claim whatever it is, and that will then follow through. Because if you don't qualify as a tax resident, i.e. therefore you file that form M, uh, then actually you are not entitled to claim the tax reliefs. So that is a very huge uh, principle that everyone needs to understand. You are a tax resident and therefore you can claim. If you are not, you can't. I just want to put a note. Uh, for example, a lot of us may have been remote working during the COVID. Now, some people may have, for example, permanent residents outside of Malaysia, right? Even though we say that, you know, in the past two years, we were locked down Naturally, we were physically in the country, but there could have been people outside, yeah, outside of Malaysia, uh, being PRs, and then they continue to work remotely for their Malaysia employer. So again, 
whether they do actually clock that 182 days, um, just be very careful on that. Okay, that's a good note to start with. But now let's shift our focus towards the benefits that were given in 2021. What were some of the highlights for you? I think everybody knows about the automatic individual relief that you know each and every one of us will be entitled. That's uh, nine thousand. Yeah. Um, interesting ones will be again the medical expenses that we uh, incur for our parents, whether it's medical treatment or special needs, or you have. Uh, carer for them. Um, now, this also would include um, the expenses for care and treatment um, by the nursing home or even the non-cosmetic dental treatment. Okay, So, it must be evidenced by a registered medical practitioner or at least uh, a written certification by a qualified carer. Um, be mindful that the parents must reside in Malaysia, right? And then the treatment must also be provided in Malaysia. So in the past, um, I think up to your assessment 2020, it was um, the relief was uh, up to 5,000. Now we can claim up to 8,000. So this is something good. Does um, this uh, include like hmm. medical checkups, specific medical yes. checkups and stuff like no, that? No, this is... Um, this is for the parents Yeah, first. for the parents, okay. right? Okay. Medical expenses, yeah. Uh, then I, I will mention about okay. the medical checkup. But I think for yeah, for parents where you bring them for medical health check and all that, that should also be included. Yeah. Right. I, I think another highlight is the lifestyle reliefs, um, the 2,500 ringgit for laptops, smartphones, etc. etc. Et uh, actually, I want to ask, is this only for lump sum payments or can it be applied to those uh, purchasing installments or even via your telco plans? Because I think a lot of people actually buy their iPhones and their Samsung phones via a plan, no? There is a payment um, and you the, the law would say that how much did you incur as the expense, right? So if indeed you have paid on installment, then technically you cannot play you, you cannot claim for the entire sum because you did not pay actually the entire sum in the first place. Mm. So it would only be what you incurred, what you paid for, right? So if we look at the lifestyle, interestingly, that you, you pointed out uh, in terms of, let's say, for example, the personal computer. Let's go back to the very first one that we all of us are very familiar with, you know, the, the, the normal stuff of the uh, 2,500, up to 2,500 that you can claim. So this includes, for example, the purchase of reading materials, the sports equipment, your internet subscription, whether you incurred it for yourself or the spouse or the child. So that's your basic up to 2,500. Now, um, during the, um, the COVID situation where the government had provided additional financial uh, support uh, packages, there was this special, uh, special add-on on lifestyle. Um, and it related more to the purchase of personal computer, uh, smartphone or tablet, you know, again for yourself, or your spouse or child, that gives you an additional claim of 2500 So, you remember last time where we had the computer where we could claim once in every three years? Mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. that, that no longer applies. Yeah? So, mm -hmm. um, and I think this additional, or what we call this special um, tax relief, um, because it was supposed to help those who are remote working, you know, and, and schools were going online and all that, 
um, and then they needed to buy the additional computers or smartphone for that for that matter. So you have, can you imagine if let's say so happened that you bought a computer that cost say exceeded 2,500, say 3,800, for example. Now, indeed, you can claim the entire amount. You split it into that first, first cut of 2,005 and then the balance in that additional purchase, in that, in that special additional tax relief that has been given. Oh, okay. Right? So you, you, you split it in half for both, like the, the, the one thing that's yes. specifically for the computer and all that and the other one that is the usual lifestyle tax that we usual, uh, have been correct, finished. Correct. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then, um, again, lifestyle, one of those um, encouraging Chuti Chuti Malaysia. Yes, yep. the tourism ones. Uh, correct. So, you can claim up to 1,000. I don't know whether you had your staycation or even sometimes some, some of the colleagues actually work from hotel yeah, to just get a change of uh, the scene from the home. So, this is, um, I think this is good. And this apparently uh, started in the year 2020. And then it's now extended uh, for the tax return season of 2021. Yeah. Um, now, be very careful that this one, uh, from 2021 onwards, it also included the purchase of travel packages. Yeah. Now, um, again, you need to check whether those accommodation that you had stayed, uh, whether they had registered with the Commissioner of Tourism. Yeah. And as well as those um, those travel agencies um, also should be approved by the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture. So again, some, some additional um, claims of up to 1,000 for these uh, tourist accommodation or attractions. Yep. So outside of uh, getting your tour package, you know, if you stay in a hotel, a resort, because the borders were open, the domestic borders were open for fully vaccinated oh. last year. So it would apply. What about air tickets? Does air tickets count as well? Air tickets, no. So it's just accommodation. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just accommodations then. All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages, but don't go anywhere because we'll be continuing our discussion on your tax returns this year. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon and today's topic is taxes. More specifically, the taxes that you have to file this year. Ang Wena, the Global Employer Services Leader for Deloitte Malaysia, joins me as we try to unpack what kind of benefits and reliefs you should keep in your mind this year when you file that income tax. Wena, I want to talk about uh, the benefits Benefits for parents and children. I think there were some that were given out for uh, kindergarten and daycare facilities, right? Uh, anything else that you can expand on? Yeah, there is. And in fact, um, they actually increased it. So the last was uh, a thousand, and then now they have actually, as part of the COVID nineteen pandemic aid, they have actually increased that to three thousand. So this technically is um, for parents who have, you know, uh, put your uh, child six years. And below, okay, unfortunately, it's six years and below. <laughs> it is paid to a registered childcare centre or kindergarten. I think that's also a very critical point because sometimes we have heard and read, right, there are unregistered or unapproved kindergartens. So be very mindful of that. And even if, let's say, you have more than one child that would be eligible for this, sorry, um, the limit the claim is still up to 3,000. It's not 3,000 per child. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there is also, I think one of my, the one that I found interesting was for students, uh, PTPTN borrowers, where you can right. enjoy discounts as well. 
Uh, well, discounts discounts is when they, if I recall, discounts is when they repay their PTPTN loan, right? But this is in terms of encouraging parents, including myself, who actually um, place uh, deposits in the PTPN. And you can actually have a claim of up to 8000 for the net deposit. So assuming if, let's say, you never withdraw, withdraw um, but it's an annual deposit that you pay. Right. Um, and, and indeed, there, there is actually, uh, if I recall, interest or dividends that's in this deposit. But notwithstanding that, it is, I, I, would, I would say it's a very good savings. And on top of that, you can still take advantage of the tax relief. Hey, up to 8000 is quite a decent amount of tax relief, I personally, I personally yep. would encourage parents. And again, it's not 8000 per child, it's up to 8000 thousand ringgit. Yep, I think what you're talking about is Persimpanan SSPN, which is a very interesting uh, offering by PTVTN. Another segment that I think a lot of people are interested in, specifically is health, and I know we were talking about uh, the parents' uh, medical checkup, but maybe you can expand on that, on the health elements of what you can claim in terms of tax. I think outside of the medical checkups and everything, there's also uh, COVID-19, right? We, you can claim for your uh, test. I think on medical expenses, um, it's quite interesting that um, the, that they had actually expanded the scope of what you can claim. Um, yes, um, you mentioned about um, the medical health check. So that is um, that is given. Um, one interesting part is also on the medical expenses for fertility treatment. Yeah, whether it's for yourself or your spouse, and um, this is up to eight thousand ringgit. Um, but interestingly, uh, when I read it, you know, sometimes you would have single mothers or single, I would say single parents who, who want to have children on their own without getting married. But the law says very clearly, unfortunately, it's only married individuals that are, that are eligible for this tax relief, yeah? Um, yes, um, including the RTK, the COVID-19 detection test, and vaccination expenses, you can claim up to a thousand. Now, and this is included yeah, in the overall eight thousand ringgit that you can claim under medical. So up to a thousand, you can claim for the COVID-19 test. Um, a lot of people have asked me, hey Wayna, how about the mask? <laughs> the mask that we have bought, can we claim? I said, unfortunately, it is not stated here. It is it is only specifically for test. Yeah, the COVID-19 detection test and vaccination expenses. I want to shift our conversation to kind of something that people might also be curious about. You know, the past year, two years, we've seen a lot of people opted to start their own businesses or have got into freelancing or doing their own jobs. How should they approach their tax filing? You know, say someone who's just selling cakes online, uh, they might have registered with SSM and they might not have registered with SSM yet. Yeah, I think first and foremost, we, we must have that mindset that it's not the Indian revenue trying to catch us and impose to say that, hey, you're a taxpayer, you have been earning income and therefore you're subject to income tax. I think we should start to move, we, we should start to, to, to be educated and understand the framework to say that, look, as long as I now have an income, I should rightfully start to report my income tax. Yeah, um, It's just like we moved from uh, official assessment where we waited for the Inland Revenue then to issue a letter, to um, a notice to say that, yes, uh, it's confirmed what you have filed is correct. And when we move into self-assessment, which means the onus is on us, responsibility is on us. So for those 
who have started their own business, um, I think it's very important that you actually know how to do it legally, incorporate a company, it could be a sole proprietor, it could be a partnership, it could be a Sundran Bohat. At least keep your accounts uh, properly, have proper records. There is nothing worse than just, you know, just cash, cash basis. You do not account for all your revenue, your turnover. You don't account for your purchases and all that. Now, this is where um, it's going to create more trouble for you uh, where the inner revenue can actually come and do an audit. Now, way back many, many years ago, inner revenue, they do conduct on-site um, checks. And I remember in the old, old days where my our mentors, uh, partners actually used to share stories, yeah? Um, inner revenue can actually sit in a coffee shop, yeah? And uh, looking at, for example, Chakwetiao, yeah? You can imagine if the Chakwetiao uncle, from how much $8 per plate, for example, now. But then, uh, when they check into his capital statements or whatever it is, my God, he has a bungalow, he has cars. And then with the, again now, um, overseas exchange of information with foreign tax authorities, then they discover, wow, he has properties uh, outside of Malaysia. And yet, for what they check on his income that he declares, it is it does not tie. So moral of the story is, please be compliant. Don't play the, 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 the cat and the mouse game because at the end of the day, um, a capital statement check, i.e. whether your income, your lifestyle, does it match? Or do you have offshore income that you have not declared to the Malaysian Indian Revenue? They will come to you. If it's not now, it will be eventually. Yeah. So, um, what are the implications and penalties for, you know, missing the deadline or making a, a mistake in your uh, declarations? Yeah, this is where I always encourage. File on time, pay on time. Please don't donate in inverted commas unnecessary monies to the Indian Revenue. So, number one, take note of the filing deadline. It is 30th April, but there's a concession deadline uh, for the form EBE up to thirty uh, up to 15 May. So if you are late in filing, now there are tiered rates. If you're late for up to 12 months, it's 15%. More than 12 months to 24 months, it's 30%. More than 24 months that you have not filed for, say, two years, it's 45%. And if you indeed did not even file at all, the rate is 45%. And last but not least, um, late payment of tax liability, because there could be, you never know. Um, whilst for employment income, your employer would have already deducted the monthly tax deduction from a salary. There could be your other income that was not subject to tax. And when you file your tax return, there is a balance of tax payable. So make sure you pay that on time, and it's the same due date as in the tax return submission date, yeah, uh, 30th April or that concession date of 15 uh, May. If not, you're late, it's 10% of the tax payable. So all of these penalties, please, um, I'd rather you keep it for yourself, just watch on your deadline, put a reminder in your phone, um, get your wife or your husband to give you a nudge, hey, have you filed your tax return already or not, yeah? 
And that's all the time we have for today's Ringgit and Sense. Thank you very much for being on the show, Wena. I've been speaking to Ang Wena, the Global Employer Services Leader for Deloitte Malaysia. Remember, the deadline is May 15th and you can submit your taxes online via www.ez.hasil.gov.my. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10am news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.